Hi, this is Judy from Mountain Baby with another podcast to help you with your parenting. And I'm being interviewed as usual by, as I call him, my magical, mystical marketing guy, Anthony Santa. How are you doing today, Judy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's cold out. It's definitely a, a cool day out there. And uh, we're nice and toasty inside here today. Uh, last time we actually talked about temperament for kids. Uh, you want to give us a bit of a recap on that, Judy? Yeah, basically, we were just talking about the fact that children come into the world for whatever reason we don't really know with very, very different temperaments and basic ways of being in the world. Um, everything from how active or quiet they are, from how much they are comfortable approaching or withdrawing from situations, um, their rhythmicity, that sort of thing, just to help parents get a perspective on why their kids are the way they are. And it was so great because the, the next day in the store came a, a mom with two kids and her little toddler was like going full tilt in the store, like nonstop. And her older kid, who was about three or four, was just mellow, kind of walking around and looking at things. You know, the mom said, wow, he just came out that way. I don't know. I said, yeah, he's, that's temperament. That's what we call temperament. And it was it was really something these two kids from the same two parents, just so completely different. Well, I uh, I have to say that I learned uh, a fair bit myself about how I see different people that I know as adults mm -hmm. with different temperaments. Yeah. So it, was, it was definitely um, a curious uh, couple of days after uh, recording that podcast. Yeah, it's quite it's quite fascinating, actually. I mean, it's just one way to look at things, but it's it's quite helpful, I think, for parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, parents and uh, for adults alike. And adults alike, right. Yeah, great. So this week you got inspired to... Well, Maybe not inspired, but you got prodded. Yeah, I got prodded. <laughs> one of uh, one of your customers, one of uh, the moms at the store, asked you to talk about uh, foods and solids. Yeah, if somebody actually wrote in um, oh, after okay. the after the uh, the temperament thing and said how much she appreciated that, and would I please talk about introducing solids, and that she was under tremendous pressure to give her baby solids, who was really resisting them. And she was being made to feel really guilty and inadequate as a mom. Um, would I please, please write about, talk about um, introducing solids to babies? So I thought, okay, I'll do that because I know it's a real pressure and stress for a lot of moms. Okay, so on that, what's the stress and pressure about solids for kids? It's always been there. I know when I was born, um, moms used to boast to each other at how early they got their babies on steak or <laughs> whatever. And it was completely inappropriate, but it was like a contest. I mean, moms have been insecure forever, right? But, um, you know, how early could you start them on all kinds of bizarre foods? And <laughs> slowly people realized this was really not good for babies' digestions to start too early. And now we have reams and reams and reams of research from all over the world that are saying do not start, baby, start babies on solid food until they're about six months old. So this is a big shift for people. But what's happened is now people hit the six-month mark and they go, oh, no, I have to start salads like today. And if I don't start them today, something terrible is going to happen to my baby, which is simply not true. So is that what this uh, this mom was actually uh, writing in about, that yeah. she was actually feeling obligated to do something that wasn't happening naturally? That wasn't happening naturally. Her baby just wasn't interested at all. Again, I've been like seeing so many moms over the years and I've seen so many babies who really don't take to uh, solids very easily. And most of the time, it turns out that they have a lot of allergies and they kind of intuitively know so, not to start solids. I always found that really fascinating. So the child will uh, instinctively turn up its nose at something mm -hmm. that it knows isn't good for it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really complex and starting solids is complex. And just some to look at some of the reasons why they say to wait um, to six months uh, to start. I used to do when I was in my Leleche group and we'd be talking about starting solids as a topic. And I would, there would be babies of all ages and the, like the, you know, the three and four months olds, you know, couldn't hold their back up straight. And then you look around the room, there's a six month old and they're sitting on their mom's lap and their back is totally straight. So I'd say to people, 
So that baby over there has this totally curved spine and their chin is kind of down. Would you want to eat like that? And that's why when they're six months old, they have the straight spine and the food can go straight down and it's way easier. And it was so great to visually just to look at the contrast, what a few months can do for babies. Also, what we now know now is that their digestive capacity is just simply not ready for solids until they are about six months old. Um, they don't have all the enzymes that they need. They don't have the swallow reflex that they need. There's just a lot of things that aren't in place yet. And there's also um, this phenomenon in in babies' guts where there are, um, and I can't remember the name, technical name of the term now, but they're actually open, like there's open spaces in the gut that molecules can pass through. And it's good if they're, you know, when they're breastfeeding, it means they're getting all those great antibodies coming through. But it also means that when you put, you know, a foreign substance that doesn't belong in there in, that gets through the gut as well and can cause allergies and all kinds of digestive upsets down the line. They know now that those spaces close up at about six months. And that's when they can actually handle all these new foods coming in. It's interesting. I was speaking with uh, Michael Smith about uh, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. but as an adult. Who's an acupuncturist. Yeah, he's uh, in Nelson. He's a digestion doctor, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. uh, TCM, acupuncture, uh, functional medicine, all kinds of great, right. wonderful things. Uh, and I was talking to him about leaky gut, mm -hmm. uh, which is what it sounds like you're describing um, yeah. in yeah. the child's digestive tract and its guts where... Um, undigested particles or molecules that are going into wrong places because right, they're exactly. leaking through, if you will, or or dripping through the permeability mm -hmm. of, the, of the gut wall. Mm -hmm. hmm. Wow, very interesting. Yeah. It, look, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, physiological changes that need to take place before the right. child will actually be able to take right. uh, any kind of solid food. Yeah, yeah. Are those things not really that obvious? I think they are obvious. It's just that we've gotten away from them being obvious because there was so much pressure. Like the, It used to be the Canadian Pediatric Association and the American Pediatric association used to say four months you should introduce solids and there was really no evidence for that it was just kind of what they said and you know a whole other side to this is that they were not only introducing solids at, at four months but they were also saying that the first first food that your baby should have is rice cereal or pablum you mean sugar yeah, well, a complex <laughs> carbohydrate yeah. you know which is very difficult to digest and makes actually no sense to be a first food Plus, it was it was um, fortified with iron, and first of all, it's hardly absorbed by the baby's gut, and also that iron that's given too early can actually damage the baby's gut. And and there's a lot of controversy about this. Like some people who are, you know, if the baby's on formula, some people say have an iron fortified formula, and some people say don't put the iron in because it's damaging to the baby's gut. So I I don't I don't know enough about it to to really say one way or the other, but. It is a very difficult thing to absorb. And if the baby's breastfeeding, the form that the iron comes through from the mom's milk is totally absorbable. Hmm. So uh, my comments there about sugar, I'm thinking yeah. more of how, again, in that conversation with Michael, uh, we talked about how different foods and their digestibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's big on how grains are basically sugary type foods in the body. Uh, essentially, they do the same thing as sugar in the body. Uh, rice you know, being a very simple way to sort of describe that whole process. So when mm -hmm. you said rice pablum, that's what it made me think that there's there's the digestibility of it, but there's also the uh, the nutritional component of what that actually does in the body too. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a carbohydrate, and I'm, and I'm not prepared to say that babies, children shouldn't have grains. It's just as a first food, it doesn't really make sense because sure. it is a complex carbohydrate. And, you know, on the sugar front, I mean, breast milk is very sweet. 
you know, it's, you know, it's full of lactose, which is critical for the baby's brain development. Like they need lactose specifically for brain development. But it's been, it's just, it's a difficult thing to digest as a first food, but it's mm-hmm. become routine and there was tremendous marketing and it still goes on that, you know, when your baby's starting, you buy them, you know, pablum or buy them fortified rice or whatever. And then there's you know, a, quite a large body of research that says that it's not a good way to start and you're much better starting off with something like mashed banana or, mar- or mashed avocado or mashed yam or something like that. And some people say, oh, but they're sweet. Well, yes, they are sweet, but so is breast milk. And, and babies actually need, they need those, those, uh, nutrients. Well, isn't there something to, um, a baby's palate, um, that has them designed to be attracted to things that are sweet? I mm-hmm. mean, that, that's on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, they are exactly. <laughs> um, so it's, it's okay to start with fruit because it's also full of nutrition. Um, it's a simple carbohydrate, which is way more easy to digest. And, uh, yeah, it's just yummy and you don't have to cook it. You don't have to stir it. You just give it a little mashup and away you go. And, and I guess the other thing about solids that is important is that when, and, and for this mom in particular, when they say starting solids, they really mean starting solids. It doesn't mean switch all of a sudden from whatever milk form your baby has to solid food because they're just not equipped for it. And they, they get their f- most full rounded, um, nutrition from their breast milk or their formula. And the, the solid is a complement to that. So I, I read this hysterical thing where this mother was saying she was trying to read how to introduce solids and someone said, you know, make sure you give your baby their basic milk first and then give them solids. And then she read the next article said, make sure you give solids before you give their basic milk and make sure. And the other one is saying, be sure you combine the milk and the solids together at the same oh, time. And I mean, that's the reality. There is so much conflicting information out there based on nothing no real research um so very confusing you know for moms but the, you know especially if you're well actually breastfeeding or formula feeding like it, it's the formula on the breast milk is is a more complete food than anything you would introduce to the baby and you just want them to get the experience of feeling the food in their mouth getting used to different textures just knowing that there's this other thing out there and um that it's just it's an add-on and eventually you know as they get closer to a year it becomes more central in their in their diet but it and when they're, when they're babies, it's just like, give them the experience of, and some babies just go for it and they just eat it up and which is great, but you also don't want to cut back on whatever form of milk they're getting. So if the child's actually somebody who's got a, a real sort of uh, interest in solid foods, mm-hmm. does that mean that the, it's actually okay to feed them more of them? Does the child know better than what maybe mom's reading on the internet? I think so. I think, and I think, you know, my personal feeling is to, to just be really careful that you're you're not cutting back on their breast milk or their formula too much when they're little, when they're so little. And if the baby wants to eat more, if they get their fill of whatever they, they're drinking and they want to eat a little more, sure, it's fine. I mean, some babies really do go for it. What also happens with a lot of babies, they may be really enthused about it and then they get completely constipated. They just, their gut just goes, no, no, this isn't happening and shuts down, you know, and, and usually, what I suggest to people is just stop the solids. Like they're not nutritionally critical at all. Just cut them out for a while, go back to the breast milk formula, whatever, and then, you know, give them two, three weeks that they've got mature a little bit more and then give it another go. Thing is too, like people say, well, like they run out of iron at six months. They don't run out of iron at six months. Um, this is breastfed babies, especially their iron stores last quite a long time. And generally they start going down somewhere about eight, nine months. You know, then you want to start. It's that they don't suddenly go away. It's just they start to decline. So you do want to introduce iron-rich foods of some kind. And the more natural the iron, the better because it's easier to absorb. 
So once uh, once a child actually is paying attention to solid foods and has mm-hmm. actually got some kind of interest in it, do you have any kind of diet recommendations where to start? Well, I, you know, I, I like the idea of starting with mashed banana or mashed avocado or mashed jam or something like that. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, be beyond those sorts of things, is there anything... I mean, you said for for yourself when you were a kid, you know, <laughs> feeding your kid a steak. <laughs> I mean, is are, are there sort of things you should do and things you shouldn't do in terms of food right away? Some people say that you really want to be careful about introducing, um, you know, cow's milk products, like straight cow's milk products, you know, and, until they're about nine months or a year because it's such an allergenic food. And obviously you don't want to give them junk food. <laughs> Right. You know, I, I have to say my, my son's introduction to solids was quite funny. I was, uh, carrying him in the front carrier and we were, we were taking a trip to, um, to Jasper and stopped for ice cream along the way. And he was, I started talking to my sister as her first trip to, to, uh, to Canada. And I just got really distracted and started talking to her. And then I, I looked down and there was Aaron just licking away the ice cream cone <laughs> and really loving it. It was probably not a great first food, but. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. he, he turned out okay in the end. He turned out okay in the end. You know, but I mean, you just obviously you want to, you know, I think if you can make your own baby food, there's really no need to buy it. And if you wait for six months, they can basically eat off the table. They, like, you don't need to get them special baby food. You can use your, your fork to mash stuff up or get one of those baby food grills and it'll, you know, it doesn't make it into puree, but it just, you know, mashes it up quite nicely for them. And, and what you choose to add in is, you know, there's no laws about it. Like wherever you live in the world, they're going to introduce different foods, um, to their babies at different times. You know, if you're, if you're a vegetarian, you won't introduce meat, but you know, meat is very high in iron. And as long as it's soft enough for the baby, you know, you don't want to give them chunky pieces of carrot because they can choke on them. And, you know, there's a lot of information about safe ways to feed your baby. And I think what I'm more concerned about is, is people getting uptight about their babies not eating solids right away and that it's they seem to know when they're ready to do it like their bodies are telling them so follow your uh, your child's cues follow your child's cues you know and mm. and you don't want to be forcing stuff into their mouth and so that you, you start getting into all kinds of feeding problems because you're anxious about the food they're rejecting the food you're feeling like you're a bad parent i mean it just sets up a whole dynamic you know, it's like any other situation where you get anxious and feel bad about yourself as a parent. It doesn't make it easier. <laughs> it's like always makes it harder for everybody. And I've actually, you know, I have seen babies over the years who didn't start solids till they were a year. Um, and I remember one mom would come to every meeting from, you know, six months on. I can't get any food into him. I can't get any food into him. And I kept going, you know, he's probably not ready for them. And just, just give it, give it another, give it another week or two. I can't get any salsas into it. I can't get any salsas. This went on until he was a year. And then she came to me and she said, hey, he loves food. <laughs> it just like happened, you know, and it eventually happens, you know, and if, you know, unless the child has some developmental difficulties with swallowing and that sort of thing, it's generally not, not an issue. It's just a, a huge source of anxiety for moms. And, and a lot of people find with their first babies, they go, oh, I have to give them some, oh, they haven't eaten yet today. Better get them the salads. Second baby's like, ah, oh, she hasn't eaten for a couple of days. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just nurse her. It's like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, you just get more relaxed about it. But I mean, it, it's just another awful, terrible pressure that are, that is put on moms for something that is not worth getting uptight about. Is there any sort of signals or signs or things that mom should be paying attention to that indicate that uh, something actually is wrong uh, in terms of the, the child's disinterest in solid foods? I suppose like, the biggest thing would be if, this, if, his, you know, if the child's swallow reflex 
um, if the child continues to gag, you know, like up you know, towards a year and they're still gagging when you put food in their mouth, not, I mean, rejecting it and gagging are two different things, but they're, you know, it's that get reflex should go away. And if it's not going away, I could, I would get the child checked out, you know, and if you're concerned about the, uh, child's iron intake sometimes people do get very concerned like have the have the baby tested um you can do that sure you can get the baby tested for iron and yeah i mean there are babies but usually other other things show up beyond you know difficulty with swallowing and and that sort of thing well it, it certainly sounds like uh, this is yet another uh, opportunity for a mom to sort of tune into their baby absolutely and follow cues uh, coming from there instead of yeah worrying yeah. or panicking that sort of thing yeah was there anything else that you wanted to uh, to offer parents in terms of a takeaway? Well, I guess just to really watch your baby. And, and you know, you do see, I mean, there's, some people say, well, they're really interested in solids in, at four months because they start grabbing for stuff at the plate, on their plate, and want to put it in their mouth. Babies want to grab everything and put it in their mouth. So it doesn't mean they're ready for solids. But if you, there's some really nice things you can do. If you want, if your baby's interested in being with you while you're eating, you can put them on your lap if you want. And some people will do things like, um, I was just reading something about making, you know, breast milk ice cream. I mean, just, you just, you know, sort of semi freeze it and then feed it to the baby on a spoon. You can also give them a cup with water and they can learn how to drink from a cup because, you know, when they're about four or five months old. And there's, yeah, just little things like that. Like you don't need to introduce food to them um, before they're ready for it. I guess the takeaway is just relax about it. You know, you want food to be fun. You want it to be easy. And babies are really, really, really messy. And the food goes all <laughs> over the place. And they need to explore it. And when you put it in front of them, they're going to put their hands in it. And they're going to smear it all over and see what they can do with it. And they'll probably throw it on the floor. And they'll smear it on you. And that's part of their learning about food. Now, eventually, that stops. <laughs> You know, when they're first learning about food, they are learning about food. It's a really different experience. People get really hung up on the three meals a day thing. It's like eventually they'll get into the three meals a day. And some people say you should be eating like five small meals a day, not six, three big meals a day. There's so many different perspectives on that. But it's like don't get hung up about that stuff. It's just not worth it. And, yeah. uh, you know, once they're a year, you want them to have a greater variety of foods. But that first, um, you know, six to six months to a year is just gradually giving them different foods. And just don't be hard on yourself. It's like not worth it. Sounds like some pretty good advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Judy, and thanks for listening today. And uh, feel free to share this with your friends, to write in with any questions or call with any questions that you have. You can email me at judy at mountainbaby.com. And you can find uh, Judy's blog at blog.mountainbaby.com. I think that's a wrap. That's it. Yeah. See you next week. See you next time.